Hello, welcome back. Tampa? Whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's a throwback. Wow, right for the intro. Welcome back. Another episode of the Moto Academy podcast. Number one podcast in motocross by a long shot. We're in Dubai. It's a casual set today. We're in Dubai. Yep. Yep. We're filming multiple episodes here, so I don't know which one's going to come out first. Cam doesn't let me tell any of my secrets anymore, so I basically can't say anything. We're just going to have a little normal conversation, just keep it cash, and uh, see what happens. Answer some questions, probably. Yeah. If you're just listening to this podcast and you want to watch full episodes, go to club.themotoacademy.com and subscribe and join the Moto Academy community online. That is where you can send cameraman Cam your video questions that can be answered on the podcast. Yes. And you can ask us anything. Yes. Dirt bike advice. Sure. Advice about your cat. Advice I, about you know, fashion. Fashion, obviously. Advice about relationships. Still haven't gotten one of those. <laughs> Have you not? I don't think so. <laughs> advice about you name it, ask it. And we'll do our best to answer. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. I like answering questions. So, uh, yep, it is. It's Friday. We've been here for no idea. How long have we been Almost here? Almost a week. We, when did I even fly here? I don't even know what Monday. day I got here. Monday? But we, it took Monday all night. day. Monday we, night. So yeah, we took Tuesday. off on Monday. Yeah. That, that I know. Yeah. We all got oh. here on Tuesday at some point. Yeah. Oh. Okay. You yeah, earlier than us. Dude, I adjusted to the time change like that. Nobody else did. Oh. Dude, no, <laughs> Dude. I, I did a little bit better than James. Um, we were for day one was strong. Yeah, I think we all thought that we were hanging in there. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, last night didn't go too hot for you. I got maybe a half an hour to an hour of sleep last night. Dude, I've been. Up, I feel like I've been up for like thirty. It's been thirty something hours now. Well, let's 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 preface this. Eight hour time difference. It's three o'clock in the afternoon right now. Everyone at home is waking up. Yeah. Because it's what, 8 o'clock? I just had a call. Seven. I just had a it's call. 7 there? Pony. And it's, it was 6.45. Yeah. Day. Yeah. So that's the difference, right? And we got up at, we got up at 5 o'clock Dubai time today. And it was 9, 9 p.m. at home. Yeah. Well, that's been the problem, too, is the first day, <laughs> the first day that we woke up, I, we were going to bed. I'm like, set your alarms for 7. <laughs> Yep. I set my alarm for seven. It went off. I shut it off. Woke up again at nine. And I was like, probably should get up right now. Could get up right now. Closed my eyes. Woke back up at like 11. I did So as well. we all slept in deep on night one. Night, night one, I got up at 7.30. Oh, you did? Went and got breakfast. Went and got coffee. Came yeah. back. Got some work done. You yeah. all woke up That's... at like 11. That's the difference. That right there is, that was the difference maker for the whole week. We yeah. screwed ourselves by sleeping. Yeah, I don't get what happened. Like literally, so I took off at midnight Monday night out of Boston, 12 hour flight here. Slept nine hours on the plane. Like slept the entire time. And I woke up and I landed here at 8 p.m. Right? And I'm like. Yeah, and then you slept all over. And again. then I'm like, I'm hosed. And then out like a light, slept all over again. <laughs> yeah. It was and crazy. And you just reset your clock and now you're on Dubai time. I'm still on East Coast time. I feel like going back is gonna be tough. Yeah, James hasn't got here yet. Yeah, uh, dude. But I'm gonna be great when I get, when we go back home, I'm gonna fit right, I'm gonna be perfect because I still haven't is, even. Is Detroit East Coast time? No, it's an hour. So we're going nine hours oh, back into the past. Holy, yeah, we go straight from here to Detroit for class at Martin MX. Yep. Is That's it sold tough. out? Yep, Gotta probably. I mean, be. it's a Moto Academy tour date in 2023. Yeah. It's probably sold Gotta out. Gotta be sold out. Yeah. Yeah, so we go straight from here to there. That's gonna be rough. But there's not really any way to win the time zone situation. You, no. It, it really takes probably five to seven days. Forget and, about time. What? That's how you do it. Just forget <laughs> about it. Just, Just forget to, about time? Yeah, go to yeah. bed when you're tired, wake up when you're not and it's all it's all confusing the sun sets two hours earlier here than it does at home yep it rises really early rises early yep. uh you know what was actually the craziest part of my trip so far is i took off at midnight and on the plane the sun rose 
at 2 a.m., two hours later. It was so bizarre because we flew straight up. Uh, oh, yeah. From Boston, we literally just went up towards... Uh, New Zealand. Not New Zealand. Iceland. Iceland. Yeah, we... we New <laughs> Zealand. <laughs> we oh we crossed I'm over Iceland. So the sun rose in two Florida. hours. It was so weird. Um, what? So towards Florida. <laughs> flew straight up towards Florida. <sighs> It, uh, I recommended it though. Take a trip. Come cool to place. Abu Dhabi. Cool place. It's uh, it's far, but it's doable. I think this is a location we talked about on the other podcast that I don't, that one will probably come out way late. So I'll just speak of it again. It's one of those places I think people have on their radar as a place that exists and that they'll just never go. Yeah. Because they're like, nah, that's that's way too far. Probably too expensive. Flight's too expensive, but it's, other than your flight. Uh, was this flight really that expensive? $5,000. Yeah, I mean, mine was three. That's a lot too. Mine yeah. was like 16 or 1700. But yours was a direct flight. Yours like, was how much? 1700, which is the normal price. And of you went, and you laid down the whole time? Yeah. That's because your boys. How the heck did that happen? Crazy so you stuff. and I were in economy I was just for five grand a piece? Vertical with yeah. it. For 16 hours. Hey, dude. But that's why he got the, he got upgraded to premium economy. Right. It's probably because his ticket class was an expensive ticket class. Gotcha. Maybe on the way home, I'll get blessed too. That'd be Maybe. Nice. Hopefully. Who knows? Well, you, it, I would be like uh, pissed, especially if I was the one that didn't get it. Imagine if on that last flight, the one that I don't go horizontal, if your ticket class somehow got you upgraded to business class and you just went, Horizontal. Well, I'd share it with you. I wouldn't be like that. Allie and I were supposed to do that one time. And you just took it. No, she took it. Oh. And I was like, yeah, go up there. It was a, it was a ten-hour flight. And I was like, yeah, just go, go up for five, and come find me five or six hours, and I'll go up and sleep for five. She just never came. She back. never came. That's back. actually oh, terrible. I would share. I would share with you. She felt so bad, but she fell asleep and then slept the whole time. And I was like, ah, I'm not gonna go grab her. She must be. I don't know what's going on. And I just stayed back to the whole time. Yeah, that'd be a bad okay. move if you were just like, all right, let <laughs> yeah. me go wake her okay, up. So yeah. That's a power move right there. Yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I think the flight home's going to be a lot worse, though, because you guys leave at night. But I leave, my flight takes off at 8 a.m. Dubai time. Okay, so that's the start of my day now. And I'm going to have to stay up all the way until bedtime East Coast time. So one, I'll be awake the entire oh. flight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you guys have an opportunity to sleep on the way home because you're leaving at midnight. I, my day is gonna start and then I'm gonna hop on a plane and it's 14 hours back because of the jet stream. What? But we don't wanna sleep. Me and him don't wanna sleep. No, our first one we should. You should, 100%. Really? Our first flight. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. Second flight should. Yeah, see, I'm not gonna sleep. So I got 14 hours back. I hope it's productive. My, I had a panic attack because my flight here didn't have an outlet. It was the only one in the row that didn't have an outlet, which my laptop battery is about to explode. So it has to be plugged in all the time. Um, but I slept the whole way anyway, so it doesn't matter. Didn't do anything. Um, the way home, 14 hours, I land at 3 p.m. East Coast time, mm. and then I gotta stay up the the rest of the time. Yeah. So it's gonna be a twenty-something hour day, and I just gotta stay up. Light work, baby. You got it. Yeah. I'm just curious if I get home and wake up at one a.m. and I'm just like ready to rock. Oh. <laughs> like. I just want to go to sleep. I haven't been to sleep in so long. So we rode in uh, Abu Dhabi this morning. Dude, That's we all true. did. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Wait. How was your bike? Amazing, but. We did so much more than that, like the past few days. Should we save that for the other one? Tomorrow's, the wrap up? Oh, we're doing one tomorrow too? Are we not doing one tomorrow? Sure, might as well. Well, let's just not might even, well. all right, let's just roll then. Let's uh, not worry about it. Questions? What's been your favorite part? Still, has your favorite part still? Adele. Ben Adele? Uh, to give some context, we went to the Burj Khalifa. Correct. Um, somewhere. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like right on the other side of that giant building block oh. in the view. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, went there, uh, saw the fountain show, and they, for those of you who don't know, it's a bunch of fountains that do this to the music. Uh, they're all in sync, whatever. It's 
sweet. And a song by Adele came on, and it was just pure bliss. Yeah, I, I don't know. Dude, I got emotional. I got goosebumps. I was sitting with my two friends. It would have been nice to go there at night to see the fountain show mm. because then you get the whole LED wall or whatever it is. Yeah, on that, that didn't matter. But it was still, yeah, still good. Hey, if we don't know, we don't know. Yeah, right? right. How was, uh, how'd riding go today? Riding's good, had fun. How was your Gas Gas 450? Gas Gas 450 was sick. Was I'm it? on the 450 program after. I liked the KTM 250. I loved it. Yeah. Way it too much tire pressure. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Is when, that what was going on? Yeah. I felt it in places where I was kind of like, something feels yeah. odd here. <laughs> At least 30 pounds in the front and rear. You guys didn't give your tires? I did, and I was like, mm. I was just checking basically to see that it had air in it. But when, when I felt it, I'm like, uh. Felt like a street bike tire? Yeah, there's way too much air in this. <laughs> and you could feel it. Like when I go to scrub jumps, it would just kind of like wash out. Yeah. And just, it was washing out everywhere. And Granted, that, it was slippery, but. Yeah, yeah, that track, I was gonna say, it's super slippery today. Honestly, like, I love that. I know it was like bone dry, but conditions wise, I was right at home. That's like yeah. what all New England tracks are like. That, even with that condition, if you did the track layout, how the back section was, yeah, yeah was good. and the whole track layout was like that, with bigger jumps, it'd be fun. Yeah, I don't mind riding, riding in kind of like powdery, I don't mind that. Yeah. Because I think once you work in your line you, and you accept the fact that you just can't ride it wicked aggressive, I think it's fun. Oh, it's wicked fun. Yeah. I can't believe we rode on the other side of the world today. That's kind of where I was going with it. Like, dude, Whoa. we're literally in the Middle East. We're in the Middle East. We're in the riding Middle East just riding dirt bikes. Did you That's think, crazy. did you have any thoughts of like, don't hurt myself right now? Or no. did you, yeah. I did. You did? Until really? I got on the bike and then I don't think about anything. Oh, okay. But this morning or yesterday night, I was like, ooh. How's okay. that gonna work? Yeah, yeah. how'd that work? <laughs> yeah, I've been in, uh, separated my shoulder in Australia. So nice. I've been in an Australian hospital. Okay. And I broke bones in Germany twice. So I've been in a German hospital a couple of times. But I think that's it. Yeah, I wasn't too worried about that. We're just kind of goofing around, so. Yeah, yep. Gosh, it was fun. Yeah. So hot. Oh my God. If we sound like we're lagging, like we're dragging a little bit, I feel like we're sounding like we're dragging. I'm it's 118 dragging. out right now. It's 118? 118. I don't know where you guys are getting your readings. It says 103, I think, and then- It says 109 Oh, you're going by right real now. feel. Okay. We're going, I go by real feel. Oh, is that where like, okay. So yeah. let's see what the real If you watch the real feel, it's at like, it's crazy humidity and then yeah. it, let's okay it feels like it's one or sorry actual temperature 105 where it feels like 117 yeah yeah guys it's it, hot it I feels like 117 all right so yeah yeah we it got feels up. like a, it's a it is a literal sauna it's, yeah you can taste it yeah you can I, I had a weird feeling in my throat after i rode today i, I maybe did five laps or uh, else i was gonna have heat stroke but it was like First two laps felt great. Nice little breeze. It was a warm breeze. And then laps three, four, five, six, whatever, however many you I did. You went for a while. I went for a while. I was in an oven. It was like you could feel like the ground, like radiating. I was like, I'm yeah. gonna, yeah. You'd have to be really careful. Like if you were training over here in oh, that yeah. heat, you could die probably pretty quickly, I feel like. You need a acclimatization. Is that what it is? Ac Acclimation. You need to be acclimated. Acclimation period. Mm -hmm. Is that sure. what it's called? Okay. Not sure. acclimatization. I'm an idiot. Oh, no. Acclimation cool. period. Yeah, um, Hunter texts me or Instagram messaged me and he goes, this is as bad as Florida. And I'm like, <laughs> makes Florida seem like nothing yeah. in my mind. I, I'm interested to see what home feels like. Cause like up oh. in Vermont, it's still like, we have days under 70 all the time still. Really? Yeah. What? So it's like, you know, 68-ish sometimes Dang. like as a high. Because um, those will just happen randomly all, all the time. doesn't matter what season. Sometimes it'll be 65 degrees out yeah. in Vermont. So, huh. um, yeah, I don't know. If, I, I just wonder. I wonder how acclimated we actually are. But it's, it is a, it feels like 
we're on Mars, to be honest. Yeah, basically. But also, like, we did a bunch of, like, we, I did a bunch of research on the country before we came here. Um, just to kind of know the cultural stuff, know whatever. And they were, Why are you holding your mic, by the way? Um, because, like, when it's right here, you just hear too much throat, and I don't like it. Oh. Yeah. And these aren't as good as those. Like the throat. This isn't as good as us, so I have to favor it a little bit. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. One of, every single thing I read ended with, don't go in July. Yeah. Well. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And the track was still really fun, considering that it is the worst month you could possibly yeah. ride it. Yeah. So we got there at 6 a.m. So we have class tomorrow from 5 a.m. 6 a.m.? 5.30 a.m. 5.30 in the morning until 10 a.m. Yep. Because it's bearable. It's under 100 still. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad when we were teaching, by the way. No, there was moments where I actually caught a little breeze. And no, I was it's just, great. It kind of just felt like home on a hot day. Yeah. Like when we were in Idaho. Yeah, that would have been mid to high 90s, probably. Yeah. Yeah, the difference was, it was... So it feels like planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah, 7 a.m. And then but, <clears throat> quickly, 10, 11 o'clock comes in. It doesn't feel like planet Earth anymore. Well, that's what we were looking at, is like the, the hour of like 10 to 11, it just is all of a sudden... It just ramps up. Yeah, it's yeah. exponential. It's crazy. Um, but honestly, we've been inside most of the time we've been here, I feel like, which is really bizarre. Gotta be. They yeah. really do a good job here about just keeping everything freezing cold. They just, mm. air con they've got air conditioners everywhere. Yeah. Outside, that's yeah. so bizarre. So we went out to, we went to dinner um, on the Palm, which yeah. is the largest man-made island, right? So that was cool. And we subtle went up flex. To, yeah, we went up to, yeah, we went up to, this whole thing's a subtle flex. So we went up to the rooftop to have dinner, sushi place, decent sushi, wasn't the best sushi. California. Well, the water's better. the water's hot. You can't expect okay, it we'll, to be. Okay, we should talk about that too. Yeah. When we went to the beach, but um, we're on the rooftop, epic view, watch the sunset. It was so hot, and they bring out air. I mean, we're outside, and they bring you air conditioners, and like there's air conditioners everywhere. Yeah. It's insane. Dude, imagine the power that oh, this oh, place would draw. I know. I can't. In imagine. July. Oh my god. It's amazing that. They, they're able to power all this. Yeah. So while you guys we were sleeping. 40 air conditioning units at the trap today, just pumping outside. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. So when you guys were sleeping on the way home, um, Fazzle, who's our driver. <laughs> shout out, shout out Fazzle. Shout out Fazzle. Um, shout yeah. out driver Fazzle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 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 oh Jamie's got some competition. I don't know how that's gonna go. Jamie's <laughs> got some shout out driver Jamie. Shout out driver Jamie. Driver Jamie. Whoa, that was that was before a shout out for driver Jamie. Too. Oh, he is gonna oh. freak when he just. Oh, we're gonna hear that in the group chat. Yeah. Anyway, he pointed out one of the uh, weather cloud makers. Cloud seeding. Clouds. Yeah. One oh, of the cloud seeders. Yeah. And it looks like this big umbrella or whatever off in the distance. So that's one of the things they do here because it's so dang hot is they artificially make clouds. Oh. So it rains. Do they do that, Cam? Yeah, James, they do. Yeah. Guy didn't, <laughs> didn't believe me when I told him. I, didn't, I never believed James yeah. the first time he said something. So. <laughs> Don't well, know why. <laughs> what else? What are some other, what are some trip highlights? We went in the pool today. The pools here are cooled. Yeah, that is so heated, bizarre. Which is necessary. We've eaten McDonald's a bunch. We ate three McDonald's times. three times? Yeah, yeah, twice today. Couple of, oh, yeah. <laughs> the night wow, we, we got here. We've been eating a McMuffs lot of McDonald's. We had Cheesecake Factory mm -hmm. last night. I had Charlie's <laughs> cheesesteaks. Oh my God. Like from in the food court in the mall, yeah. I found a Charlie's and got a Chicken California. That was a bad decision. Yeah, that, I knew that that was, Dude. as soon as you were like, mm, Maybe I'll do it. Man, I remember the Chicken Californias as a child being good. Yeah. Dude, but James and I went to some random thing in the mall and it was amazing. Yeah, I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye when we first walked into the food court. It was called... You know what? Eat Well or something. I think that's probably... That might be my favorite food we've eaten. Yeah. So far. Me too. Hmm. That... What is not, it called? Not that McDonald's Pang is much... Pang Tong beef or something? Yeah, dude. Is that what it is? Yeah. Pang, Pang Tong beef? Patong? Pa Patong beef? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I messed up my order. Oh, it was good. I've it had was... a couple of bad orders since getting here. Uh, it was just in the mall. We were in the mall for like four hours Usually yesterday. a good order. Because it's the biggest mall. Uh, I did make a good purchase on yeah. these Burke, Burke daddies. But <laughs> I tell you what, destroyed my feet. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. we're in the store. I must have said, you got to let him break in like 900 times yesterday. Yeah. Every moment, I was just like, you got to let him break in. Like, don't give up on him, let him break you in. You want to know the problem, though? And I don't know if this is just my foot. There's the hump right here on the outer edge that doesn't sync up. Like, I don't know who would have a hump, uh, a, that much of an arch in the back part of their foot. This part. He's going to sue Birkenstock. Dude, listen. Yeah, I, think so, I think it's a design flaw. No, 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 listen. I, this, but this is what I'm saying. If you look at mine, uh-huh. it literally looks like the bottom of my foot. Yeah. It will form to your foot. It will. That's you just got to commit. You got to keep wearing them. Yeah. But you decided to walk in the world's largest mall for four hours on your debut with the things. Yeah. We clocked at least five miles. Dude, by the end of the <laughs> night, you literally looked like you were walking on hot lava rocks. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> it was so funny. It was not good. I felt bad, but it was I'm like... blistered up. Yeah. But they're cool. They are cool. And they are comfortable right now when I'm stationary. It's just... Just gotta break it, you gotta work in that cork a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah you just gotta um, commit. So we went to the beach. We went sightseeing yesterday. Burj Al Arab. Which I'm, I'm somewhat surprised, but very glad we did. Yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. think we were gonna do sightseeing. So we, we Fazel brought us around. Um, we went to the beach. The ocean is uh, 110 degrees. It's the hottest water. It's hot tub temperature. It's literally yeah. hot tub temperature. Yeah. Which is extremely bizarre. Slightly undesirable. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. Like, it was, it was a good crystal experience. blue. Like, yeah. yeah. But no, I wouldn't want to. No wouldn't. one else was swimming. No. No, there were, there, around the corner, there was a whole bunch of people swimming. You saw people swimming? Whole, like, dang. Oh, 50 of them. Yeah, I, it just, was, that'd be, they're lunatic. It's just the hot tub. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. The cool like, pools hot tub. are like the, the cool pools, nice. And even the cool so pools, weird. probably mid 90s. Yeah. It's but still it warm. just it feel it felt like the perfect, perfect temperature. So yeah, I went to the Burj Al Arab, world's only seven star hotel. Yep. Didn't go in it, but looked nope. at it. Looked at it. And then went to the Burj Khalifa. Didn't go up it, but looked at it. World's ta- tallest building. World, world's tallest building. Yeah. And the ones around it gotta be in second place. Oh, Every yeah, building here. Blow anything out of the Look United at these States. buildings, dude. Like that's just out of the water. All of those are probably. Oh, now I'm gonna make up statistics. They're all built by Emar too, the same people. So yeah. whoever got that contract. I mean, that's the royal family, I think. Yeah, they got something to do with it. Yeah, crazy. Every, I mean, the city is just ridiculous. It's super clean too, which is kind of nice. In all of our uh, facilities, we're gonna have paintings of, of like the royal family, the core Moto Academy team. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, we got to I like that strategy that they do. Yeah. Yeah, so anytime a Moto Academy location pops up, it's just going to be there's going to be a, a driver like Jamie. slightly creepy photos of us in black and gray. Yeah. They are kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> the fo- like you couldn't uh, Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to do that at our Moto Academy locations. Uh hit me with que- let's get some questions yeah. rolling. I want to talk to the people. Cam, hit me We got a whole bunch. I mean, we could um how, really, the question is, how many do you want to hear from Real GP today? By the way, uh, just, just give us one Real just GP one. one. Yeah. Well, so, I got four. By the way, guys, guess what? We just announced Moto Academy Georgia. Yeah, that's pretty we cool. We did. We forgot to forgot to talk about that. Yeah, good. We've got a, we've got a physical location, and people know about it. The world knows about it. The website's live. In fact, you can go to Moto Academy Georgia right now, book a cabin, rent a bike probably, book training. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) So many activities on that website. Moto Academy Georgia, come visit us. Dude, this podcast is going to come out forever from now. It's gonna come out for forever. I got two weeks of Georgia podcast to come out. Yeah. So this is coming out in three go, weeks. Just check out the website. Go on the website sooner than later because especially if this is getting pushed out, yeah, place could be full. It might be. It probably the, the, is, the place very well could could be on the verge of filling up, bussing. So we're just bussing. Don't ever. Use go to MotoAcademyGeorgia.com. And come visit us because that place is 
Stupid nice. Oh, I can't wait. Stupid nice. August 1st is when we begin our renovations. I imagine this will come out maybe a little bit before August 1st, potentially, who knows. And we're gonna spend a couple months just redoing absolutely everything. Subscribe to our YouTube, go on Instagram, follow the progress. We're gonna rebuild all the tracks, the cabins, all that stuff. And it's our first location. So pretty special. Yeah, super yep. So that should be cool. MotoAcademyGeorgia.com. It is live. Go check it out. Shameless plug. Okay. Hit us with a question. All right. We're going to start with RealGP. Shout out RealGP. That's traditional. We can. Yeah. Oh, also, we're doing uh, in the middle of August, we're announcing the next trip giveaway for Inside the App. Oh, okay. Yep. And it's going to be a trip to... Moto Academy Georgia to come before it opens to test the track with Team Moto Academy. How sick is so that? So we're going to pick a random winner and maybe That's we'll great. pick a OG subscriber again, just because. That's dope. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, okay. My vote's for Premix Pop. Yeah, who's the OG that you want to fly in? Premix Pop. Your vote's for Premix? Yeah. Yeah, he'd be a good one. He's probably going to turn us down. But we're gonna pick a random subscriber. He's going out with his family. <laughs> we are gonna pick a random subscriber. Which is okay. For sure. The OG is a, is a bonus. The random subscriber is for sure. So get inside the Moto Academy app if you want a chance to win that. Cause that's gonna be cool. Yeah. That's gonna be cool. We're gonna like invite a bunch of influencers out. All right. Hit us with a question. Hey AJ, what's up Cam? Welcome to Tireside Chats with The Real GP. Got a question for you guys, and any or all of you can weigh in on this. Uh, I was thinking back to the Salt Lake trip when we were riding our secret track at the undisclosed location. Uh, one of the bikes we had there was uh, 125 two-stroke, and when I was watching Silky Mitts ride it around the track, he seemed to be revving it quite a bit higher than I did when I was on it, and my question my first question to you guys is, is that something that just naturally comes with your ability and your comfort level increasing? Uh, so is it an organic type of progression to be riding more on the pipe rather than, than lugging it? And that leads me into question number two. Uh, AJ, you talk a lot about riding a tall gear. Now when you're riding your 150s or when you're on a two-stroke in general, uh, how does riding with a tall gear compare or contrast with riding on the pipe because uh, when I watch videos of you riding like say your your KTM bike that you raced against Stank Dog it, it doesn't sound like you're lugging it but it doesn't sound like you're coming off the pipe at the top in the over rev either so how, how do you compromise or how do you reconcile riding a, a tall gear on a two-stroke like the one I've got here uh, that doesn't have a lot of bottom end uh, what's what's the what's the secret there, and what's the best way for a two-stroke guy like me to learn that? Thanks. You guys have a great day. Great question. My set the longest record question. The longest question. Yeah. Like, great question. I'll answer the second part first because I forgot the first part. Um, the first part was when he was watching Jackson ride the, the YZ one twenty one twenty five. Why, why did it sound like he was revving it so much yeah, higher? Yeah, well, the two-stroke is always going to sound a little bit more revved and aggressive. Also, it's, Jackson is going to be somebody that probably overrides a bike. Yeah, he likes to ride high up in the RPMs, and he's not and shy about it. Also, that is a natural progression. I mean, if you're on the gas more going faster, it's going to sound louder. You're going to sound a little bit more revved out. On the topic of a taller gear... Anytime I talk about riding a taller gear, that doesn't mean leaving a taller gear in the corner or a slow speed section and just completely lugged to the point where you're producing no power. You just have to shift more. Hey. So, yeah, I'm happy. it keeps doing that. I think I got it too low on my thing. So, you've got to shift a lot. On that 125, especially at elevation, you'd be going down to first gear for a lot of the turns. I'd be shifting second, third, fourth, fifth in the straightaway, fourth, third, second, first for some of the tighter corners. So you just have to shift like crazy. It's not gonna sound like you're lugging it ever on a two stroke, but I'd be it in a tall gear. 
yeah. think where where a lot of people on a two stroke would rev third or rev fourth, I'd be in fourth or fifth. I want to elaborate on that a little bit. Okay. You shift a lot because the speed is there. So I just want to make sure that like nobody takes that the wrong way. Don't short shift the bike. Right. Shift the bike as it needs it. So if you don't have the velocity, then obviously you're not going to be shifting it. Uh, but sometimes when you tell people, you know, just sh keep shifting, they end up short shifting and it's like, bah, 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 bah. we don't want that to happen. Yeah. And the, the distance and time in between your shifts is, are going to be more spaced out if you're going slow. Yeah. Absolutely. Where for me, it might be like, that's quick for yeah. the average person. It might not be that you might only get two shifts in the straightaway instead of three. And it might take double the time. Be precise. But that's why two strokes are good practice because you have to be precise. You have to shift a lot. You have to think about a lot about what you're doing. And that's helpful, I think, to get to the next level. I think it's a distraction and it's confusing when you're trying to learn a lot of the basics of what we teach, which is kind of like, forget about that stuff. You know, shifting and clutch work isn't a lot of the topics of our discussions because it's just, it's kind of, it's, 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 uh, it's very, it should be very simple. And it's also, I don't know how to explain that without. Well, I think a lot of what we teach, like in the corners, especially is consistency. Uh, and we tell the riders to avoid using the controls altogether, right? Get the proper gear selection, do the work ahead of time, forget about speed, uh, so that you can just execute a consistent corner. And that's a good way to build off of that, right? You can bring more speed and then you, factor in the controls um, and two I, strokes definitely are generally speaking a little more difficult to do that on maybe. yeah absolutely but i i'm a two-stroke man yeah i'm a two-stroke me man. too good question real gp we love you next question hit us with it hey aj i'm not sure if you've covered this before but i was wondering what kind of a role do you think proper breathing has in motocross and uh, if you ever find yourself like holding your breath when you're going over jumps and things like that. Dude, great dude, question. Dude, is that my shroud in the back? That's your shroud, yeah. dude. Where do you get that? Um, probably Mechanic Dan. Wow. Shout out. Great question. Great yeah. question. So. What's his username, by the way? Uh, Harry K. Harry K. Harry K. Thank you for the question. He looks like that. That looks like Harry would have hair like that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Harry. Yeah. If you want to donate some hair, just let me know. Uh, what was the question? Oh my gosh, breathing. Breathing. The importance of it. This is a topic that people don't mention often. And then when you do mention it, it seems like nobody's interested in hearing about it. And what's weird is I don't think that most people know how to breathe right. I think that people aren't very aware of their breath in normal life. Uh, even when I was doing the, the breathing thing at the pool, mm -hmm. you guys didn't know what that was, right? I, I, I've, I know vaguely of what it is. I just thought it was ridiculous does, that you were doing it. <laughs> yeah. Does nasal breathing bring more oxygen it into like your blood It completely oxygenates you. Yeah. So yeah. like, that's how the, a quick doing that is like how you would hold your breath for like five minutes. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people are just mouth breathers. Yeah, and a lot of people on the bike do come up to a, a section where that makes them nervous, and they would do a, they would do a half breath in and they hold. And even yeah. as I just demonstrate that to you, I, I'm tensing my arms, I'm death gripping, all of my muscles kind of contract. Your back's probably going to arch like this. I mean, everything that you shouldn't do is what you would do physically when you go to hold your breath in that breath hold like that, and you can't get it back usually yeah no when you start doing half breath holds like that especially like gate drops lap one i remember I, there's been plenty of times where i haven't taken a breath until i hit the finish line jump and that finish line jump could have been at the end of that lap <laughs> you know yeah so i could ride in a supercross i could ride for 50 seconds holding my breath and then i hit the finish line and i go <sighs> And then your race is over at that point. Yeah. You're going to get arm pumped. Yeah. You're going to get tired twice as easily, 10 times as easily. 
and your technique is going to be bad because you're going to be completely tense. So the technique, and this, I'm glad you asked that, and more people need to put focus into this. You should be timing exhales with your obstacles. So if you're hitting a jump face, you're letting out an exhale. Like a boxer throwing a punch or a tennis player hitting the ball, literally any sport you can think of, you're letting out an exhale. If you're hitting a set of whoops, you're, you're letting out an exhale timed with the entire whoop section. It is very difficult to do. As soon as you get nervous, you will fall out of your breathing rhythm. As soon as you think about anything else, you'll probably fall out of your breathing rhythm. But just like meditation or to, like solve, like to kind of center yourself back to getting away from anxiety or whatever it is, you're told to focus on your breath. If you're focusing on your breath, you kind of, everything else goes away. The same thing applies on a dirt bike. So if you've put in a lot of time and you are, you've trained all the right things to where you can let your mind go blank on the bike, which a lot of people aren't there yet. That's why I say don't race. Mm -hmm. But if you've done all the work and the correct work to where you could start putting in longer motos operating like completely subconsciously and then just focus just on your breath, like that's what, the high, high, high level guys are doing, but it's hard. Yeah. I all focus on my breath for like three turns and feel sweet. Like hit the whoops perfect because I can stay in a nice position, not get tired, not get tight. Hit the next rhythm, super loose. And then all of a sudden it just takes that one thing and I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Straight rhythm is actually a good example. Straight rhythm, like I make it a point to where when that gate drops, <sighs> I'll let now exhale until I drop off the thing. And then sometimes all it takes is that one moment where I forget. And the next thing you know, I've held my breath for the entire rest of the, the straightaway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have never once thought about breathing on a dirt bike, like while I'm riding. Hmm. Like how often are you actually actively thinking about? Me all, all the time. Because for me, it's all like, the time. for me, it's like, are my feet in the right place? <laughs> are my hands in the right place? Am right. I going too fast into this corner? Do I need to break harder? That's what that's what's going through my mind. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's tough because there's a lot of people that are Yeah, but then there's some people that are at the level where they should be consciously thinking of the technical steps. Yeah. But those very same people, like Fire at Will would be a good example of when he came and rode with us, he was thinking of the technical steps, but guess what he forgot to do? He wasn't breathing the entire time. So Fire at Will would do like one little section and come off and be exhausted. Right. Because he was a nervous wreck and he was holding his breath. Hmm. And that's a super normal thing. People get yeah. discouraged because they think they're out of shape where maybe they might not be in the best shape, but it's because you're holding your breath and it completely affects your technique. It rolls your hips. It makes you death grip with your arms and you get arm pump. Uh, yeah. You have to breathe. A good way to practice too. And I think Deegan does this. Doesn't he fill his water uh, mouth with water? Mm. It's kind of a cool concept or just force yourself to just hold I like today I was because it was super hot number one and two I didn't yeah. feel like getting dust in my mouth I was riding with my mouth sealed shut I was doing the same thing when I was riding behind you especially yeah oh uh, that because the dirt tastes really really salty here it's disgusting it's uh, that sweet water it's it, they must water with salt water or something I don't know um but yeah I was very consciously thinking about. And when I ride shut. with my mouth closed, I, my heart rate's lower. Now that you're going to reach a certain point where you probably are going to have to start opening your mouth. Yeah. But yeah, you can, especially for the average person that's really should just be focused on technique. You should, you probably shouldn't exceed the exertion of, of having a ride with your mouth wide open. Yeah. You should be able to operate mouth closed yeah. into your nose. Good question. People are sleeping now with their mouth mouths taped shut. That's like a thing. That is a thing. Yeah. yeah. They like, what's amazing is someone made a business out of selling the tape as yeah. if you could. <laughs> Maybe try tape. that. I, I don't know. I, they just tape your mouth shut when you're right. They say you well, sleep No, better. no, no. <laughs> try it while sleeping first and see if I that... ride with my mouth wide open. Yeah. Well, Dude, the feeling I had in my throat after riding today yeah. out in the desert or whatever. I was just, it was so bizarre. Yeah, you probably- Water didn't make it better. <laughs> yeah. You might have, oh, never mind. You might have caught something. Yeah. 
Next question, hit me with it. Anyway. Hey guys, could you go into a little more depth on counter steering when leaning or scrubbing, you know, turning the handlebars the opposite way you're going so the bike leans over? Thanks. I don't think I ever do that. Counter steer? Like maybe, I don't put so much emphasis may, on that. Maybe a bad trainer would like tell you to come into a corner and like try to get the lean by like doing this to your handlebars to initiate lean, but I'm not. But is he talking know. about in the corners or is he talking about whipping? It sounded like he was talking about Yeah, jumping. so I would say that would be something that would never, that should never be on anybody's radar yeah. that's listening to this. So if you've got that advice before, I would probably say that that's not good advice. Yeah. I, I think it was, it's probably wrong. Maybe number one and two, I've never thought about. It's definitely not car racing, I'll tell you that. Um, the, the only time I'm doing what maybe could be considered counter steering is like in a big, huge whip where I'm getting under the bike and yet my bars are aimed this way as I get underneath yeah. it. And then I bring the bars back this way to get the bike around. But that is a very specific thing. Scrubbing, I'm not really doing much with the handlebars at all. Honestly, I'm doing it with my hips and my knees. Uh, the arms just follow in corners. I'm just trying to keep the bars straight and I'm trying to just stay square. The lean is initiated with the hips and then like I can initiate the lean and commit with it, but I'm really, I'm, I'm keeping the bar straight. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe in like street bikes, maybe you're taught to counter steer a little bit to create a lean angle. Maybe somebody could comment below and let us know. But in motocross, yeah, no. No. No, good question though. Yeah. Because if that's, that's something he's consciously thinking about when he's out there, then his thoughts should certainly be elsewhere. Yeah. Good question. Did you like it? Did I like what? Whose question was it? Yeah, it was good. Mike and Andrew. Uh, Mike and Andrew. Orange. That one right there, it's shades. All right. All right, hit us with another one. We're firing in all syllables. We're am I supposed to have a red and green light? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now I am. I do have to admit, some of these questions came from a while ago. Okay. Uh, this one has a super cross reference in it. Okay. Oh man. We're halfway through outdoors. Okay. <laughs> all right, ready? Hey Cam. Hey AJ. It's CMX two one four. So I was watching the Nashville Supercross, and I noticed Shane McElrath's suspension gave out, and uh, kind of made me wonder. You know, how often should we service our suspension? Um, is there certain things that we should be looking for? Things of that nature. Um, I'm about 135 pounds. I ride a 254 stroke and, you know, I do live in Arizona, so we do have that Arizona heat. Just curious what you think, how often we should be servicing our suspension or if there's anything that we should really be looking at. Great question. Great question. I'm sure whatever the answer is to that, James, you probably be able to answer this. I can. Yeah, I'm sure that most people don't. So let me start and say how often I maybe would service my suspension. Okay, cool. I don't. Okay. Dude, same. <laughs> okay. So I, uh, okay. Uh, no. Can I ask you this? Now that I have mechanics that do stuff, they, they're definitely servicing Absolutely. it all the time. Yeah. Probably, hopefully. Uh, but growing up, I remember when I went to GPF for the very first time and I lived and trained down there, my bike had 200 hours on it. My suspension was never serviced in that 200 hours. Yeah. That's, and the top end was never done. Are you, were you, you were at a level that was, I mean, you were racing competitively. I was pro uh, level. You were, okay. That was extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I went 80 hours on the 350 forks. Bad decision because yeah. they were Can I take a out. guess what the answer is here? Yeah. Yeah. Does it vary for skill level? Absolutely. Okay, so for a pro? Just give me a baseline. Baseline. Give me the baseline, like, first. I, I, would, guess, I would guess 35 hours. Close. Uh, baseline is around 20 hours. Yeah. Really? Um, if... When he told me that, I was like, huh? <laughs> you know what, though? Sorry to keep interrupting. It makes a huge freaking difference. Yeah. Because it, especially when I was pretty in tune with my bike this year in Supercross, and I know my setting was too soft, I almost wanted it serviced after every race. Exactly. So you're a higher level rider on a setup that was way too soft for you. Um, you're going to wear those parts out way quicker. You're going to heat up the fluid faster because you just got it circulating so much, right? Uh, same thing with him. Maybe he's in a 
he's heating those forks up. I don't know what level rider he's at, but I would try to stick to somewhere around there. Sure, you can go 30, sure, maybe you can go 35, 40. But eventually you need to get the fluid replaced. They do all the bushings and it just, it feels a lot smoother. Uh, yeah. The fluid, when it heats up, it's like, almost like brake fluid, how it just loses its viscosity and it gets really thin. So. Like Cam, riding your bike, it doesn't even barely feel like a dirt bike. It, it feels so crazy weird the times that I rode it when like you hadn't had it serviced yet, I think. 80 hours. Yeah. I did 80 before yeah. I had so my So you could tell stuff. it felt horrible. It felt horrible. I think the, the tough part, right? Because this is honestly where I come from, right? I, I'm the weekend warrior, the hobbyist. This is probably where a lot of people live. We don't know because it's a very smooth decline. So we're just used to it, yep. right? Yeah. It might be getting worse and we would have no idea. The problem mm -hmm. is that you can make these adjustments right that might put a band-aid on the issue you play with your clickers right you, right. you can change the that's what the I'm doing sack. right now I'm you can drop the forks away. and you'll get a different feel and it compensates for that but really you should yeah just get them serviced and but you this just keep getting more and more and more used to a worse and worse setup for me yeah. it's helpful because i just i i'm on students bikes constantly right. so i always have different reference points of kind of like what things should feel like and what they shouldn't feel like if you're riding just your bike and that's it and you just go to the track every day, you would probably just think you're getting worse. No, but, that's, but, <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Like, this is where I live, right? When we were at Bro MX, I had my bike and we had that day one YZ450, 2023, mm. never came off the showroom floor, went to Bro MX. One, that bike made my bike feel dumb. But also I got back, I thought my tires were flat. I thought my engine was gonna explode. I thought like, everything was like horrible. To be fair, you do have horrible tires on your bike still, and I don't know why. Dude, I need to show you a video. Half of my knobs are gone on my rear tire. Yeah, dude, uh, the front tire is bad. Hang on, you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> it's it's a hop on students' bikes tire. and then just give them back and I'll just be like, eh, that's, that, that bike is really bad. Really tires, bad. Run, just run the standard mid-terrain Dunlops. That's gonna give you a lot better feel than running the cheaper tire. Run good tires. That's a lot of it. Okay, I'm gonna insert this video, look at this. This is my rear tire after the last time I rode. Yeah, no. Just chunking off yeah. knobbies. Dude, Bye. they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> like my advice would be, in, like I'll ride a student's bike and hand it back to him and say, this thing is horrible. Like you wouldn't, re you wouldn't catch me hopping on this bike ever again. And a lot of people take offense to that because it's their bike, but it well, you can spend eight grand on it. It completely <laughs> changes the the it yeah, changes the riding sucks. experience. <laughs> it makes it not fun. No, it does. I mean, I, it does, right? So, like, like don't I, people do it for fun? If you do it for fun, invest a little bit more yeah, money and it's get the hard. right stuff. It's hard because it is expensive sport, uh, but you have to do it right. You can't do it wrong. There's suspension. I feel like is on the level. Bear with me until I finish on the level of like chain of sprockets. It's like, you're trusting your life with this stuff, kinda, right? Your chain breaks in the wrong spot, you're a, you're a goner. Suspension's kind of on that level, I feel like, where it's like, service it, because it also has a safety factor. Like, that's what I realized. So like, what to wrap up what I was saying earlier is, I went 80 hours on my bike, or 60 or 70, I don't know, um, before getting it serviced. I've gotten it serviced twice since, so like every 25 hours, mm -hmm. um, 20, 25 hours, whatever. And it, it's crazy, the difference. After yeah. it first gets serviced, it feels yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it's not insanely expensive. It is a pain, because you have to, if you're getting the shock service too. It's not expensive. Um, yeah, no, it is a pain, because you have to take the bike apart. That's, oh, the that's shock? That's the worst part about oh, it. I didn't do the shock, I just well, did the forks. Should probably do that one too, uh, especially if you have that. Many that was more. also I didn't do that one because the shock was more expensive. Yeah, the forks were cheaper. To yeah, do them both. So uh, final answer. Can we say thirty hours? Is that fair yeah, for the average? Yeah, I would good. say thirty hours is totally fine. Be, and like 20, 20 hours is someone who's like riding fairly aggressively, right? Uh, putting putting a lot of time on the stuff. 
if you're just you know doing a couple laps pulling off whatever kind of just riding to have fun whether you're in the trails you can sure you can make it go way longer but when you really get the most out of the stroke that's when you when need you're just, just, just maxing out the stroke yeah just pumping. just pumping out the full length of the stroke yeah all right next question yep hit us with it let's do it oh i think there i see got. who that is Just gave you a layup, dude. Just gave you an alley-oop. Just what? setting me up. Just slam dunk this question right now. Well, shaking Blake, you jinxed yourself, buddy, because you got a cast on now. What? Yeah. Why am I shaking Blake? He broke his hand. Yeah. No way. Or his wrist. What? And we're uh -huh. going to his class. Yeah, from I know. Here. Well, I'm we'll try to hang out with him still and make yeah. sure we get to get some quality time in with shaking Blake. But oh, the easy question to answer. You want me to say it? Take it away. Fundamentals. The fundamentals. The fundamentals. People skip right over the fundamentals. And guess what? They override. They go too fast. People think they have to go 100% when they get on the dirt bike. Every time they get on the dirt I've, bike. Yeah. I haven't really even talked about this until this year has been like, I've talked about this a lot. But prior to this year, I don't think I've mentioned that barely at all. And maybe it's the most important thing is the concept that people ride too hard. And at every level, people ride too hard. There needs to be, I'll create, and I'll be able to hone this in at Moto Academy Georgia and really come up with like a, like a motocross version of rate of perceived effort and create a kind of a, and, but the problem is it's very subjective person to person. You need to be able to do the math on, okay, how many days a week am I riding? What does that quality of time look like? How many weeks in a row have I been consistently doing that? It, how long have I been healthy for? What, what is, like there's so many factors. And then you can kind of be like, all right, you know what? I'm pretty solid right now operating at 90%. 95%. There's very, very few people that are capable of riding at from 90 to 100%. You have the guys that you're watching on TV, not all of them, but yeah. you know, a fair amount of them yeah. are, are capable of riding at 90 100 to 100%, but not really that many people outside of that. You've got to be riding four to six days a week, every single week, and you can't be coming off an injury. You can't be coming off a six month you know, just had winter. Yeah. Like if you're coming off of a long time off the bike, if you ride once a week, if you ride twice a week, if you ride twice a week and then race on the weekends, that's not enough to ride at a hundred percent. It's just not, I know that's the, the, not the answer people want to hear, but what that leads to Jake and Blake is people getting hurt because not only are you not going to be able to really progress, because you cannot consciously think of anything out there other than trying not to kill yourself. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You need to be You're in, in just survival. Full control. It needs to be your situation. Every time you get on a dirt bike, it, you have to control that entire process. That entire situation needs to be yours. Oh, I didn't, I didn't experience that until two and a half years ago. Right, probably. and the second it's not, that's when it just instantly becomes more and more dangerous. And people think that it's not supposed to feel that way. Yeah. Most people maybe listening to this have never even experienced it feeling that way when they're on the bike. Yeah. It probably usually feels like an extreme adrenaline rush to where they feel like at any second maybe they could explode themselves. Yeah. Right? When I race, I know I take this pretty far to one extreme, when I ride, when I race, I'm, I'm cash with it. I keep it super cash. Cash with the Berkeys. So casual to like, I'm just making the best decisions the whole time. Yeah. I, I think about all of these little things. I mean, you don't want to overthink it, but yeah, it, there was a lot of LCQs that, or was I? Yeah, I was in a decent amount of LCQs this year. Uh, Atlanta would be a good example. Like that was so, thought out and intentional that entire race on my end 
most people would not be able to to do that because that was me riding at 75%. Mm. So there was a nice buffer there of like you're in control not full exertion. Yeah, yeah you're I'm in completely control. in control and I, I can also think about things consciously and take the time to think about think about things consciously which therefore I can be logical and make correct decisions. Yeah, I people think, make some silly freaking decisions on bikes. It's yeah. like their brains just aren't even in their head. I think it's ego is what comes into play. Yeah, could right? be. We're racers. We want to go fast. We talk about this all the time at classes. That's what happens. Like, for some reason, there's something in your brain that says you can you can go that pace. You can go faster. And then a, you it, start to forget about everything else, and all you're focusing on is chasing the rabbit. And that's when you make mistakes. It was a thing today. Which we didn't really catch on to it too much, but at the beginning when we were doing our warm up, they were all chasing us down. Like, I know. That was all they were trying to do was catch us. Yeah. And then when we brought up the conversation of make sure that you are going slow, the parents were just like in the background <laughs> doing that. Because <laughs> hey, the kids were sending it. They did great too. They did today. Yeah. really well. I was very impressed. Everyone shut down the speed and like warped yep. yeah it was cool to watch yeah and the the three uh connor miles matthew and matthew on the huskies were good riders yeah good riders yes. and so it was cool to see them yep take it way down and to think about everything that i was trying to tell them to think about that's good that that's what will create a good rider and then for maddox shout out maddox he did a great job of just trusting us and then it was quickly compounding confidence hey yeah he even killed it we we did what three hours with him and he's been riding for three months yeah he's and i feel like his confidence went through the roof yeah Yeah. he's brand new and also he doesn't he's not in great shape at the moment right so he was getting tired fast and i think that's a common thing for him at the track so he's only been riding for three four months also, and I don't think he gets a lot of riding in in that yeah, three or four months. He's in between bike sizes, too. Mm-hmm. That's another difficult thing. It's like he's just a little bit too small for the 85, but then he's just too big for the 65, and it's like... I urge all of you to look at it from a different perspective moving forward and try to progress by not... Progression happens when you aren't pushing the limits of speed. Progression happens when you're trying to correct the more important things than speed, which is your technical foundation. And then the beautiful thing is, the speed will just start to naturally come. Because what will happen is you can safely bump up your ceiling kind of from a distance, is the way that I would explain it when you're building a technical foundation, is you bump it up from here, where when people try to bump it up by just riding the ragged edge, they, they can, but they're doing this and they're crossing the threshold. So therefore the injuries happen and then you come back to here and then you're kind of doing this again, where that other guy is just slowly doing this. You like that visual? Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, targeting weaknesses rather than avoiding those weaknesses and just going as fast yeah, as you just can. practicing the things you're good at yeah like the person that's just good at scrubbing throttle side down yeah and they just scrub throttle side down for the rest of their lives yeah and never even try it the other way yeah was that you it was yeah i i'm uh i'm okay at the other way at the i'm okay yeah i'm not yeah great no all right yeah <laughs> that's okay we'll get you there yeah. you look much better jumping today yeah. You, your knees were coming forward a little bit when they needed to, to just kind of free your whole body up a little bit more yeah, to look more natural. Yeah, loosey-goosey with it. So that was like the major fix, where before it was like, <clears throat> like yeah. when you'd hit a jump, it looked like you were, had a rod I going. think it's because I'm so <clears throat> targeted visually by everybody, and I'm just trying to be perfect, right. and I just, yeah. No, your, you, boy, your boy gets stressed out, dude. That's what happens. I noticed. But you're still learning how to, you're learning. Yeah. I mean, I am too, but. I'm always learning. You're way, way behind. I think I you've mean, been pro way longer than I've even been riding, so. Right, so that's, that's unfair. Yeah. That is a good point, actually. Yeah. Longer than you've been riding. Yeah, probably. How yeah, many years right. you've been pro? 13. 
Longer than I've been riding. How long have you been riding? 12, 12 years. Yeah. Wow. How long yeah. have I been riding? I don't even know. How old are you? 25. Huh. Yeah, and I, I like learned how to whip and do all my freestyle tricks and all that when I was like nine. Yeah, I missed out on the most important year, nine to 14, <laughs> right? The most important. Good uh, question, Shake and Blake. Yeah. Hit me about another that. One. I don't want to talk yeah. about that. Hit me um, another one. We're just ripping just. through these. Hello boys, Mitch here from Australia, actually like an hour away from where Jen Hunter grew up. Uh, Cam, just wondering when we will get a video of you having a bit of a race, mate. I reckon it'll be really, really cool content and um, I think you'll do a lot better than what you think you'll do. So have a good one, boys. Oh, how, how uh, People from Australia are just, just cooler than us. Oh, shoot. Yeah. What? Is it gonna happen at Moto Academy, Georgia? Are you gonna race? Oh, your first race? Uh, so here's the thing. Wait, have you ever raced That'd be before? a good place to do it, because you could uh, Last race, I was 14 on a KX250. Oh, it was, dude. That was tw that Oh, was we just gotta train you ago? up. How old am I? 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. It's been 10 years. We gotta train Good question. Up. I Thanks wanna do that, that video series. I think it'd be awesome. However, uh, right now, at, at home, I would do a race, except they're all on Sundays. I work on Sundays. Mm. Can't do Sundays. They have Saturday races. There's in my state. There's one, and I'm. I want to do it. However, might be at. We might be at a. Loretta's. Oh. It's July 29th. Yeah, do I think you, what we do is we just get him to train at Moto Academy Georgia, get some preppage in, and then when we hold our first race, well, we're, we have that cash for class race, which is in November, which I probably won't be able to go to. So not that one, but we'll. December, I want to do it. December we'll have a race. I want to do it. Don't know how to do a start. Oh, no idea. That's easy. We're gonna get you so dialed in. I have no idea how to do a start. We'll get you my corner speed atrocious if we fix those two things because i can charge a jump now yeah. i can charge jumps i can ch i can charge into corners i get sketchy in corners like i just like give up in the middle if yeah. i can fix corner if i can gain a little bit of corner speed and we can dial in starts i think we'd have a lot of fun i i would i'd be all in i want to do it yeah it'd make for a good video i yeah. want to do it but uh the timing has to you work. can do it just get 100%. me filming with the manual focus yes <laughs> twisting it the wrong way uh, so was there, there wasn't a question in that. He was just kind of hyping you he up. Was, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. But, hey, but actually, if we don't, if I'm not at Loretta's July 29th, I'm going racing. Yeah. So. I'll be your mechanic if you want. That'd be awesome. That'd be so much fun. Would you make the trip? Uh, yeah, I'd be your mechanic. You could just take 91 all the way uh, That pool dried me out. I, Did it dry anybody else out? I got some lotion on the skin. ASAP. How's you the face? How's the face been? Me? Way better. I've just been lotioning it up every day. Different lotion? Same lotion. But something you had to turn around? But a consistent application process of the lotion. Uh, it just turned What's my life your process around. look like? Morning and night. Morning and night. Yeah. Face wash followed by lotion? Uh, sh shower lotion. with, I use uh, Dr. Squatch. So, okay. shout out Are Dr. you washing Squatch. your face twice a day? No. Okay. No, I don't shower. Once a day? Yeah. At night. Okay. I wash the day away. Okay. Yeah. You guys have changed. What do you mean? <laughs> you just changed. <laughs> Being on the road, get dried out quick. Yeah. Dude. I had some chronic dry skin for a little bit. We there. look like a couple of glazed donuts, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it both hit us at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's what, you know what it is? It's when we go out west. And it got so bad at one point that I was just like, what is going on? This guy you? was rubbing beef fat on his skin. Yeah. Because that was, wait, wait, that wait, was wait. a whole other issue. Yeah. No. Dude, no. this guy was pamming it up. Yeah, and so then he would go Allie had me using like this organic beef tallow, which oh, is beef fat. Allie. And cooking oil. I know what beef Not only was. was I frying in the sun because I was just Beef, putting beef fat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you did not do that. But it was, it was drying. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. And he was blistering too. What, were, what was it supposed to do? 
Lube them up. Lube me up, probably. Really? Yeah. I think so. Beef tallow. It'd be like a, a like the the apparently the cleanest way that you could be putting lotion on your face without chemicals and other it's stuff. It's like so. no part of you was like similar. No. Eh, that seems a little ridiculous. No, well, because when you put it on at first, like it feels nice. If it's nice, like it seems like it would do the trick, but. My skin was must have been reacting to it in a weird way. Allie would say <laughs> can, that I'm. You know, can you imagine just walk, teach class after rubbing beach? You walk up to AJ, it just smells like a cheeseburger. You're just like, what's going on, buddy? And but he's very open-minded, and I think that's why. And he trusts Allie. I don't know if that's open-minded. Allie's like his that caretaker. Be, that might be. And she opposite. just. But the, what I got now. Yeah. The, I don't know what it's called, but I put on a serum, and then I put on the lotion on top of the serum. And uh, yeah, you look a lot better. It's it's a lot better. Yeah. I've never put lotion on my face. Yeah, ever. you don't have dry skin. I either. actually don't put. I hate lotion. It drives me nuts. I'd rather be dry. All right, it's been real. Thank you guys. If you want to submit questions, you have to get inside the Moto Academy app. Send them to cameraman Cam. Send him videos. Thank you for everybody that's been doing that. Apologies that sometimes it takes us a while to get to them, but I know we've been saying this for a while. We got a podcast studio coming in. It's gonna be sick with it. And it's at Moto Academy, Georgia. You know that. Now. And it's at Moto Academy, Georgia. So now you can actually know where that podcast studio is going to be and why it's taken so long. But once we get that in place, we're going to be firing out episodes left and right. We'll be answering questions like crazy. And if we're not the number one po podcast in motocross now, we which will we are, be. We will be. We will be. And we're going to be pulling away just with it. So thank you guys. Okay. I need to eat. Toodaloo.